we're on Tafchelim a bit. For Hashanah, a couple lines down. So we'll start with Tanur Rabbanu. Okay, so a new Brayta. Crazy picking where we left off with the Pasuk. Tanur Rabbanu ki chokli shalhu mishpat lo Yaakov. So we said that, last time we said that, uh, that was the Pasuk that let us know that the Yom Hadin essentially uh, is on Rosh Hashanah, which is, you know, which is uh, Rosh Hashanah Tishrei, the Chodesh, that uh, moon is covered. Okay, that's the idea. So Tanur Rabbanu here, ki chokli shalhu mishpat lo Yaakov, melamei sheim peti shalmata nechlasim lo din, ela imken kichu beitin shalmata et ha-chodesh. So it teaches us that the baiting up above uh, does not enter into judgment unless baiting shomata, the lower court, is mikadesh, the new month, the sanctified new month. And the idea is because it says chok Yisrael who, that it's a chok Yisrael, meaning like first Yisrael so it has to deal with it, then you can have a mishpat, fellow Yaakov, that God can enter into judgment. Time to eat on the right on the same hasab, ki chok Yisrael who. That only teaches me about the Jews. From where do we know that God judges the entire world? Because that is our tradition. Hashem judges the whole world of Rosh Hashanah. A judgment for the God of Jacob. Meaning, even though it mentions Yaakov there, the point is that it's Elohei Yaakov, that it's the God, and God is the God of the whole world. So what's the point of saying Chogli Yisrael? It's not really so specific. It teaches that B'nai Yisrael are the ones who go for judgment First, now maybe a little bit of a strange line. It says, "Because Rav Chista, this is like Rav Chista. Damar Rav Chista, Rav Chista said, 'Melech nitzibor, Melech nifas tefilah l'din.' It says, 'When you have a king and you have a congregation, the king goes in for judgment first. Okay? Shneimarja says, 'Mishpat avdo u'mishpat amo.' Right? The uh, the judgment for his servant. In this case, it means uh, the king. Mishpat amo and the judgment for his nation, meaning God's nation, uh, which would be the people afterwards. Okay? Now, my time, but what's the reason the king goes first? So, if you want, you could say, It's not like derech eretz. It's not appropriate to let the king, like, stand outside, so to, uh, so to speak, waiting for you know, their judgment to be over before he goes in. Uh, again, this is all sort of like, uh, you know, imaginary in a certain sense, right? It's not really happening that way, but whatever. This is one that's sort of related to what we're saying, is that you could say that it's before, like, Hashem's anger, or, the, the, you know, I think here in this case, Hashem, so it could be the judge's anger is sort of risen up. Meaning that uh, you deal with all these cases, and like, you know, end of a long day, you don't want to really be the judge at the end of a long day. You know, be, um, because then the, the judge is sort of like impatient and sort of like annoyed. It doesn't work for me. The truth is, I think actually there's like studies that show this, that uh, you go to court, you know, if your trial is the beginning of the day, you get a lot more mercy. End of the day, you get a lot less. Wow. It's interesting, like these things. Okay? So they do be say here also, it's the same thing with B'nai Israel. B'nai Israel, I guess, are Kiv Yachol, like the king in this analogy, saying that like B'nai Israel get into, into, into the judgment first, either not to make them wait, or let the Israel sort of like not exactly off the hook, but sort of like get an easier judgment in a certain sense, and then the rest of the, the rest of the world goes next. Okay, it takes us to the next piece, next piece of the Mishnah says for Lishmitin that Rosh Hashanah of of meaning Rosh Hashanah Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Shmitas. Minalans, so from where do we know this is true? Tichtiv uba'shanah hashviit Shabbat Shabbaton yela In the seventh year, it will be a like a sabbatical year for the land. Vegamar and we have Gzeir Shabbat Shana Shana b'Tishrei. Right, we can have Gzeir Shabbat using the word Shana from Tishrei. Tichtiv mereshit hashanah from the beginning of the year. Okay, and then we know that this is also true. So Gemara says, a similar question that we had earlier, but why don't you do the same Zerah Shabbat, just compare it to Nisan. It's the first of the months of the year. So Gemara answers, and so it's actually the, the reversed uh, Gemara that we had from before, when we were talking about that I know uh, Nisan is the first of the month for months, so we had the question about Maybe that should be Tishrei, and we answer a different question. Here we'll answer it the opposite way. We'll uh, learn the Xerashava with the word Shana that isn't accompanied by the word month. 
from another example of a word um, year that doesn't have the word month. We won't do the Zereshava with the word Shana that has that uh, has Chodeshim. Meaning, in the previous one, it was the opposite. But what we're saying essentially is, if you're comparing two texts, um, or two different possible, possible texts, one is Shana and Shana, one is Chodeshia Shana and Shana, so the one that's more similar is one that's just plain old Shana. Okay, so that's we know that Shemitah is from Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. Kamar says also, uh, the Mishnah told us, the Yovel year also starts with Rosh Tishrei. Kamar says, hold on a second, Yovel be'ech of Tishrei, is that true? Did, did Yovel really start the first of the, first of the month of Tishrei? Yovel be'asarab of Tishrei, Yovel really starts on the 10th of Tishrei, Yom Kippur. This day be Yom Kippurim to Shavar, then Yom Kippur you blow the shofar, and that sort of like, you know, announces the freedom for all of the uh, the slaves. And that's what we had in the Parsha Shavua the, uh, last week, right? So Kamar says, Hamani, who is this uh, like? So we actually saw this opinion earlier. This is Rabbi Shmuel, but no Rabbi Yochanan Barokhi. This we learned the bright as follows. It says you should sanctify the 50th year. What's it coming to teach you? Since I already said, I'm the Yom Kippur, meaning that we blow the Shofar Yom Kippur, and that announces the uh, the freedom of the slaves, you know, among the things that happen in Yovo, where we have the, the lands go back to original owners and slaves go free. So they're blowing the Shofar, let the slaves go free. So if it says that, if you might have thought to say that the, only, that, that the Yovo year is sanctified only for Yom Kippur and on. Tamul Lamar comes about and tells us that you should sanctify the 50th year. That teaches us that it actually is sanctified from the beginning of the year. This is Rabbi, this is Rabbi Shmuel, but this is Rabbi Yochum Baruch's opinion. That the Yovel year, although we blow the shofar on Yom Kippur, it actually has Kedusha from the very beginning of the year. Okay, so Mikan Amar Rabbi Shmuel, but Rabbi Yochum Baruch's opinion. Okay, so, so what do they do for those 10 days? These slaves, right? They're going to be released on, the, on Yom Kippur. So what do they do from Rosh Hashanah? So from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, they cannot go home, but they're not subjugated to their, to their masters. They can eat and drink and rejoice, and then their crowns are on their heads. I guess it means kibyachol, the crowns are on their heads. Then they can relax, but at the master's house. Yom Kippurim, so once Yom Kippur came, Beitim blows the shofar, then the slaves are released back to their homes, and the fields, all the uh, the fields that have been sold over the course of those uh, 50 years, go back to the original owners. Okay, that's all according to Rabbi Shmuel, but also Rabbi Yochanan Broka, Rabbanan. So what would Rabbanan do with that pasuk? They would say, They say the idea is that tells you that you only have to sanctify years, you don't actually have to sanctify months. Okay, we'll see more about that soon. Okay, the Gemara says, Tanya Yidah, that's another Brayta. Yovel he, it's the pasuk, it is the Yovel. Why is it saying that? What's it teaching us? Because it says that you should sanctify the fiftieth year. I might think to say as follows. And just as the new year, and it's in the Yovel year, is sanctified from the beginning, meaning from Rosh Hashanah and on, even though there's like, it doesn't really be for the shofar until Yom Kippur, maybe at the end of the Yovel year as well, it keeps going, meaning there's extra time, and it goes all the way to Yom Kippur, so it'll be a full year from the time they blew the shofar. The Altitama, don't be surprised at this, says the Gemara, or the Bright actually, because we know this concept that we have, and we add on from the mundane days, uh, we add on a sanctity. Right, we have like you know, Tosef Shabbat and things like that. There's all sorts of time, so we add on extra time. Talmud Lomar, so the Rabbanan tell us, and that's what the Pazik tells us. Yovel he shanta chamishim. It is the Yovel, meaning specifically it, right? The fiftieth year. Shanta chamishim v'tamekadesh. You only sanctify the fiftieth year. V'yatamekadesh. Shanta chamishim v'achat. You don't sanctify the fifty-first year, meaning once you hit the end of the 
Yovel. Here, you stop. You don't go all the way till Yom Kippur. Let's just go a little bit more on the Amidalot here. The Rabbanan, what would the Rabbanan say about them? Shnat chamishim atamoneh, v'yatamoneh, shnat chamishim v'achad. They say uh, as follows, that they use the same buzzer to tell you, you count the 50th year, but you don't count the 51st year. What does that mean? La puke mid Rabbi Yehuda. That comes to a clue Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. The Amr Shnat Chamishim Ole Lakan Ulkan Kamashmalan Dilo. That Rabbi Yehuda has this opinion that says that the 50th year counts both as year 50 of the previous cycle and year 1 of the next cycle. Meaning that if you think about how like the 40, we have like these 49 year cycles of Shemitah years, and then year 50 is Yovel. So Rabbi Yudah has this idea that the 49 year cycle is over, Yovel is year 50, but it's also year one of the next 49 year cycle. So it's really 49 year, 49 year cycles. And the Rabbanan disagree with that. They say no, the, uh, that you only count 50 years, not 51st year. I mean, the 51st year is not. Uh, does not count for anything, meaning that it's uh, that it's sort of a, 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 it's like it stands off by itself. So you have 49 years, Yovel year stands by it stands alone, and then you have year one of the next Shemitah cycle. Okay, so that way it ends up being 50 year cycles, not actual 49 year cycles. So that if you if you calculate it all out according to uh, Rabbi Yehuda, everything would be divisible by seven, right? Like you just have seven, 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 seven. Every 49th year, year one is also the Yovel year. And so Rabbi Yehuda, no, it's seven, seven times, and then you have a Yovel year and then you start a new cycle. Uh, seven. Okay, we'll stop there. Who do we go by?